Our children may be dismissed for their time of continued worship. Let us pray. God, still our hearts. Make us mindful of what we can give to you so that we can be fully free to serve you, to love you, and to be your light in the world. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Several years ago, I found myself driving to Tennessee on the weekends to care for my mother. She was dying of cancer. She had been a survivor for several years, but one Sunday morning after church, after she had taught her Bible study class, she was sitting at home reading the paper, and she lost her eyesight. The cancer had come back in her brain, and thus began the long, slow journey toward her death. She was very brave and strong in her faith, but one time while I was visiting, she was struggling mightily. It was time for me to head back to Kentucky, but that night she had taken a turn for the worse, and I needed to get her to the hospital that morning. I couldn't leave her in that state. At home, I had a second grader who would be getting off the bus that afternoon, and if I was not home, he would not have a way to get into the house. And of all weeks, my husband was out of town. So I called a neighbor who had a child in the same class as mine, and they often played together after school. I explained about my mother and the need that I had to get her to the hospital that morning and that I could be home later on in the afternoon but wasn't sure of the exact time and asked if she could keep my child until I got there. She responded by saying she had errands to run that afternoon and couldn't help out. I was speechless. I must admit that I'm not one who easily asks for help, and when I did in this moment of desperation, I was turned down, and that hurt badly. And I have to admit that I just could not look at my neighbor for a long time, and it took me several months to be able to fully forgive her. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things, I think, that we as Christians are called to do. Our pride takes over. We don't want to admit that we're wrong. And sometimes we've been hurt so deeply that we can't, within our own human frailness, find a way to take our hands and let go of that hurt and pain. We need the love and grace of God working through us to be able to forgive sometimes. Now, as human beings, we are creative, and we can find many differing ways to manage the pain and hurt and thus avoid forgiveness. We can dig our heels in and refuse to give that, forgive that person who wronged us. We can carry a grudge and resentment against that person for so long that it actually becomes a part of our story, of our being. We hold tightly to that grudge and nurse it along so as not to let it die. We can go through life that way, piling up resentments and grudges, 
so that they become like heavy rocks. And each morning we get up and we pile those heavy emotional rocks into a sack on our back and we carry them with us throughout the day until we come home at night and lay them down. And we do this day after day, carrying the burden of our pain and an unforgiving spirit. As we build a wall around ourselves, sometimes we will build a wall around ourselves so that we won't get hurt again. And sometimes that wall can get so thick and so high that everyone else begins to feel it as well. Because we have been hurt so deeply, we work to protect ourselves. But in doing so, we shut out the potential for new relationships. Another way we can deal with the situation and not allow ourselves to move to forgiveness is just bury that transgression out of sight, out of mind, that's over and done with, and I'm choosing to just move along and ignore it. Pretend it doesn't exist. What good does it do to dwell on it? The person involved is not going to change. And we go on and on justifying why we need to hide or ignore the event in question. Or perhaps the pain is so old that the person involved has died. And we reason, what possible good would it do to talk about it now? Have you ever been to the pool and tried to sit on a beach ball? Have you ever tried to keep the beach ball under the water? Well, it can be done. I've done it. But it takes a lot of energy. It's the same with our emotions. We can shove them down, but it takes a lot of energy, whether we realize it or not. We begin to develop coping mechanisms to hide those feelings from ourselves and from others, and we can develop habits that ultimately are destructive. But in the here and now, Those habits might temporarily distract us from pain and disappointment. And sometimes we can just play the role of the victim. Poor me. All this bad stuff has happened to me, and they've hurt me, and I'm just going to sit here for the rest of my life and continue to let it defeat me. Now, I am in no way downplaying things that happen to people. I'm sure there are people in this very room who have dealt with physical or sexual or emotional abuse, abandonment, and the list could go on and on. These are major wounds, and they leave painful scars on our souls. But God is the great physician, and God can help and heal us and find ways that we can be victors instead of victims. For Scripture says... We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. When our pain has been so deep and we've held on to it for so long, we need God to intervene in our hearts and help us move to a point of forgiveness. If this was something we could have done on our own, we probably would have already done it. But sometimes we've carried it for so long that in our own strength, we are just not able to open our hearts. But with forgiveness, as in all things, Jesus is our model. Jesus was betrayed by friends, abandoned by his closest followers, ridiculed, 
And yet even on the cross, Jesus chose to forgive. Not an easy task, but one that would pave the way for his freedom and for ours. Our text today says, Forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven can also forgive you. God commands us to forgive, so the first step to healing is obedience. Give this to God. God tells us to forgive because God knows that an, what an unforgiving spirit can turn into. It can cause us to be bitter, angry, withdrawn, and sometimes even depressed. God wants to lighten our load. God wants to release us from this burden that we carry. For Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life abundantly. Now, some people have a hard time forgiving because they think if they forgive the other person for the wrong that was done to them, it will let that person off the hook for what they did. Or it will be the same as saying, well, it was okay. That is not true. The main purpose of forgiveness is to put us in right relationship with God, to take away the sin in our own hearts that separates us from God. God knows if we're not able to forgive, it builds that bitterness. And the greater harm is done to us rather than to the other person. It's kind of like eating rat poison and hoping it will kill the other person. Doesn't work so well. Forgiveness is a choice. And we are in charge of whether or not we forgive. Forgiveness can be like unhooking a loaded trailer from the back of your car and being released from pulling around that heavy load and all that baggage. Now, since I believe that forgiveness is a choice, I believe that I can decide right here and now to ask God to help me let go of something. But in difficult situations where there has been significant harm, forgiveness can be for this point in time, and it is a process. In some instances, we may be able to forgive just a little bit at that time. We have prayed and asked God to help, and we've let go of as much of the pain as we can at that time. In the example I shared about my neighbor, I had to ask God to help me take away that pain and forgive me for my unforgiving spirit. But I have to admit, it took several prayers to get to that point in my life. It's sort of like peeling off the layers of an onion. Sometimes you take off first the biggest layer, but you might have to continue to peel off the layers of pain and keep forgiving until you get down to nothing. And that's okay. It's an ongoing act of obedience to God. When it surfaces again, you just give it to God again and hopefully take off one more layer. Now, I believe that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Forgiveness is an act of obedience that allows us to be right with God. So ultimately, the act of forgiveness is between us and God, not the other person involved. When Jesus was on the cross and asked God to forgive the people that were doing this to him, that was an act of obedience on the part of Jesus 
And it certainly didn't involve patching things up right then with those who were crucifying him. Like in this instance, there are times when it is impossible to deal with a person on the other side of the situation. And that is why I say forgiveness is basically between us and God. Reconciliation is about making things right with the other person involved. To reconcile means to bring into agreement or to restore. In many situations in life, we can work to the point where we're able to restore things with the person who has hurt us. Apologies and explanations can be exchanged, and there is a possibility for new growth and new life in that, re- in that relationship through reconciliation. We've all experienced this with our families and friends and our spouses. We're able to clear the air and move on to a better place. But perhaps you go to the person, share with them how you've been hurt, and they are not willing to forgive or work on the relationship. If you've done your work of restoring the connection with God through the process of forgiveness, and have humbly come to the other person seeking a restored relationship, and they refuse, we are powerless to change their mind. But we can continue to pray for them and that relationship, but we are not responsible for their choices. This can be painful, and we, but we can begin to heal because we have taken the steps necessary towards healing and wholeness. This may need to be one of those onion situations where you have to go back time after time to work on reconciliation. I also think that there are times when attempts for reconciliation are not wise. When a person's been harmed physically or sexually or emotionally, it may not be wise to engage the person who caused the harm to happen. It may cause re-abuse or create further emotional damage. And Sometimes this is just a scar that must be carried through life. There may not be an opportunity to right a relationship with another. Some of you are aware that I have a son who is a recovered addict. It will be two years this month that he's been clean and sober. It took ten years for him to get things straightened out. But thanks be to God, he has done it. Griffin was addicted to alcohol as well as heroin, and he still has the scars on his arms to prove it. He went to the recovery program at Wayside, thanks to Joe, who hauled him there. (laughs) He relapsed, he lived on the street, and almost died twice from an overdose. He screwed up a lot of things in his life. Relationships, finances, self-respect. It was a hard 10 years for his family as well. For me as a parent, it was often very difficult to forgive him for what he was putting us through worry, anger, disappointment. But God walked with us, our family, through it. I was so hurt and disappointed at times, and it took me a long time to heal. But over time, God kept bringing me back to love and forgiveness. I was sitting at my desk a few weeks ago, and I heard my phone beep indicating that I had received a text. 
When I looked at my phone, I realized it was from my son Griffin. He wrote, I wore the scarf you made me for Christmas this morning. It was like having my mama's arms around my neck giving me a big hug. It reminded me how lucky I am that you and Dad never gave up on me, and that means everything. I love you. Forgiveness and reconciliation are possible when we give ourselves over to God's transforming love that conquers hate and brings healing to our broken hearts. Let us pray. God, you may be calling someone right now to give up that sack of emotional rocks they carry around every day. Those wounds of shame and pain, grief or anger. God, help us to trust you to transform our broken hearts and start the process of healing. And give us the strength to be obedient and willing to make the choice to move towards forgiveness and reconciliation so that we might have the freedom you desire for us. Remind us of the grace given to us through your son Jesus and help us to model that love in all our relationships. May we open our hearts to you this day and let the healing begin. Amen.